Sup, bros? My dad won't let me listen to this episode because it has bad words, but shh, don't tell him. I've heard them all on the playground. Oh, well, time to go watch Pulp Fiction on my phone, but enjoy! Tommy, listen up here, Tommy. It's the best advice I can give you. This is Brendan fucking Gorbel. The guy hits like a fucking tank, right? There is no way really to approach him because, you know, you gotta get in this grill. I'm gonna try to teach you something a little unorthodox because he's got a few screws loose up in his head. So my suggestion is this, right? When you walk into the ring, as soon as the bell goes off, cross your eyes like that guy in all the Adam Sandler movies. Pretend like you got like something wrong with your head, right? Like you can't see him straight. That'll probably get him laughing. Then, if he's working the body, right? Grab him. If the ref doesn't separate you, lick him in the cheek like Brad Marchand did in the playoffs against that guy on Toronto. That'll get Gormley all fucking crazy. Then just, uh, I don't even know, knee him in the nuts or something. Just do what you gotta do, but uh, I ain't gonna lie to you. You ain't got much of a shot, kid. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Top of the morning to you. Uh, it's another exciting episode. It's it's friggin' it's actually it's incredible uh, what's going to be transpiring momentarily. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous if I say the wrong thing or if I uh, if I poke the bear too much, I might get my teeth knocked out again. I have in studio with me wearing his uh, is it scally cap they call it the uh, the fighter. A guy who uh, has spent more days on Mass Ave with his shirt off than any other person I know in or from the great town of Arlington, Mass. Uh, I don't know if I should be playing the Rocky theme or something from, you know, backdraft because I believe he's a firefighter. But uh, I can't wait to get into some of the shenanigans and stories from Gormley's Pub on 29 Ottawa as they say up in Canada, Ottawa Street in Arlington. Please put your hands together and welcome to the Pond of This Podcast. He's the only guy that uh, we discussed possibly uh, filming and then running subtitles because he's had his brain knocked around so many times. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Gormley, welcome to the program, Gorms. Timmy, good to see you, buddy. Awesome introduction. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I love taking the shirt off when I'm down my side. <laughs> I can still do it these days. I so was, we'll was going to say. Pull no. a hammy, hammy or two, but uh, the subtitles might absolutely be needed, yes. Brendan, not many could uh, could pull it off. And seriously, we're supposed to be six feet apart. I'm like 12 feet apart, <laughs> just in case. I have the reach, but you definitely packed the punch, buddy. Uh, and you look like you can still kick some ass. How are you feeling these I'm days? Still doing it. I still get uh, still get the gym and the, the firehouse. I'll work out there just to show the young guys what's up. You know, so they don't uh, they don't want to mess with their lieutenant. I gotta ask. It was all business. Yeah, I gotta ask a question. Did you ever think 
like, all right, I love Arlington, but I might have to move to Southie or something to show these guys how to kick some ass. Or, well, I've been into uh, you know many barroom brawls in the day, and a lot of guys felt they the need to tell me before, hey, dude, I'm from Southie. And I'm like, I don't think that's gonna matter, buddy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so Dave McIsaac shared a story with me not too long ago that, uh, man, just out of high school, I guess you guys were at a party, which, I mean, that's a shocker in and of itself that Brendan Gormley was at a party. Uh, (laughs) your face is plastered all over our yearbook and all over reunion pages, uh, synonymous with just that big smile and, uh, and having a good time. But McIsaac was telling me that you hit a kid so hard one time at Bentley that he fell backwards, fell backwards like five feet and down two flights of stairs. Do you remember that? I think it was one flight of stairs. He hit, he hit the landing. It was, a, it was a quick jab. He came running up the stairs at me. And, and received a quick jab and went back down. Oh, my God. Did you uh, – so let's get into that for a minute. When when did you start fighting? Because you were in – were you in, like, the Golden Gloves? Like, what was the what was the background of you and, and boxing? So when we graduated high school, I went to Bentley. Yep. And the gym opened – Boston Sport Boxing Club opened in Arlington, right by Schwamm Mill there. Yep. So I wasn't playing any sports at Bentley, so I decided just to start working out. Um, going there. Uh, actually, I know John McCluskey was a boxer before me, and I was always interested. He, But he, was, he used to go to Somerville, but I thought it was very easy for me just to start at Arlington. It was a small place, a lot of one-on-one stuff. So I, was, uh, I went there for a year, and the trainer said, buddy, why don't you try, why don't you try fighting? Okay. So, you, so were there, you were there just trying to get in shape? That was my freshman year. Yeah, freshman year in at, uh, college. Yeah. Just to, just to, just for a workout, and the guy said, "Why don't you uh, why don't you join the gloves? Try try it out." So the first year, I went up to the gloves and I lost in the finals. Okay. Um, I returned the next year, which was '92, uh, won the novice division, and then in '93, I came back, won the regionals in Lowell, and then '94, I won the New Englands. I went off to Milwaukee and fought in the nationals, and then I took. Nine years off, just because I was I was all done because yeah, yeah. I, had, I had graduated college, let the kids do their thing, and then um, my last year of eligibility, I was thirty two years old. All the, I was still going to the gym working out, yeah, yeah. and all the kids were giving me a hard time saying, "Come on, Gormley, you don't have the balls to do it anymore. You don't have the balls. You still get the skills, but you don't have the balls." So, last year of eligibility, joined the gloves one more time, won the lols again. I broke my ribs in the semifinals. I fought the finals. Kid caught me with a good left hook in the uh, second round. I couldn't finish. I couldn't. I couldn't breathe. But I finished the fight. Oh my god! And I, and I, lo- I lost. I lost that match. But uh, I came back and won. Won the regionals. Holy shit! I honestly had no idea. Like yeah. for real, I. I knew that you got into fights, you yep. know what I mean? But I didn't know, like, you were an accomplished fighter. Like, no, I put those fights into, a, you know, put those, channeled those fights into a, a good way into the gym. That's awesome. Uh, there was a few articles in The Advocate. All right. That, uh, show, you know, telling, I, I have a Yeah, a I was going to say. When, when I should have brought the scrapbook. Yeah, when we do your spread. You should have Mike Toomey'd me. You should have brought your scrapbook oh, under the absolutely. arm. And yeah, yeah, and and and. To, we could have torn through some pages. Um, so 
what was that like, honestly? Like training and and diet, all that jazz. Like you were kind of joking with me a little bit before that uh, you just had a physical, and your doctor said, "Buddy, you got to watch your cholesterol yeah. and and some other things are a little bit high." Uh, so what were you? You told me you were eating like how many pancakes a day back then? Uh, I never really dieted back then. I didn't have, didn't have a clue about dieting. I didn't just start dieting till now. Just just watching what I eat, just because of high cholesterol readings, but like on mornings of fights, I'd literally have five, six pancakes and think I was, I was carving up for the fight. Right. And another thing is I never really, I never really cut weight that much cause I was still going out, enjoying myself. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what but, I was getting at too. Like how the hell did you? <laughs> well, I, I would shut it down. I would shut it down for a couple of months before. All before right. All right. Yeah. All right. You would, you would kind of usually you would, you by would dry the, out a little bit. By the by, the beginning of the the gloves, I would weigh like one sixty eight, and by the it was it's a seven week tournament. So by by the end of it, when I was really in tip top shape, I'd be fighting in the one sixty five class, but I'd be weighing like one fifty nine, one sixty because I was in such good shape, and I never really cut the weight beforehand. That's crazy. What about um, you ever drink like raw eggs, like Rocky? No, no, you never, <laughs> you never pounded raw eggs. Just, just flesh. Did you ever pound any meat? You ever pound any besides your own? Did you ever pound uh, any meat? And- yeah, I used to pound Chris Paoni all the time oh. for practice. Yeah, <laughs> give him some rib shots, oh which is well deserved. So, and how did he take it? Not too good. Um, he was bruised up and up and down his uh, each each rib side. That was in Ireland when we did that. Okay, I took uh, I took uh, Chris Gallagher, Paoni. So against the island and pra- we all practice on Peony and he was our, uh, he didn't do too well. He was your punching bag. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, and he didn't bounce back like those things. You ever have one of those when you're a kid where you punch, you punch the the uh, the thing with the weight, the sand yeah. in the bottom, and it bounces back at you? One of those things. I did that when I was a kid. That's about my boxing routine. Um, I am totally fascinated. I had no idea. And then oh yeah, three time uh, Golden Glove champ. That's awesome. And I kind of thought you were a champ. You know what I mean? At one point, I was like, oh yeah, Brendan Gormley won like the Golden Gloves. He didn't just participate. Like the the guy like won it. But I thought that was like one like one year. You know what I mean? So good man, good on you, buddy. What do you think? What do you make of all the fighting now? Like the MMA stuff. Like is that something you think you would have got into, or do you think you would have just stayed with boxing? Probably that was, but that was something that was just getting in as I was yeah. leaving. Um, it's it's very entertaining to me right now because I like the way Dana White's doing it. He's making he's not like boxing; they're all avoiding each other. Yeah, with Dana White just says no, you fight him, you fight him, and that's it. No, you get no saying it. And it seems to be a good show. Yeah, it's kind of different. the The, the whole. Uh like you said, the whole presentation is just, yep. you, you don't have a say in this. This is, you know, this is my show and you're going to go, you know, you're gonna, it's like gladiators yeah. back in the day. It's like you and you get in the ring. One exactly. of you is coming out, you know, in the octagon, you, you know, one's going to make it and the other one's not going to come out. Now you can have four guys be champs in the one white division. It's it's just not right. Sure. You know, yeah. Someone was in charge. It's all different sponsorships. They won't. They won't let each other fight each other. Right? Did you get paid at all when you were fighting? No, it was I got all paid. No, it was all amateur stuff. Like all amateur stuff. Yeah, headgear. You know, just got like just got robes and very bad jackets. They gave me. <laughs> they gave me. Uh, you have like a? Do you have like a red satin robe with Gormley on the back? I or? have a purple and gold satin jacket. 
Nice. That we used to uh, that we used to take turns to bring out to the bars and wait in line. No, to, you yeah. didn't. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, that's fucking hysterical. Do you uh, <laughs> doesn't surprise doesn't surprise me, but it's still hysterical that you did it. I remember Mark Sack getting kicked out of a bar, and uh, he's going, "What? Because it's the jacket?" Oh my god, that is priceless. So guys, must I mean you're the ultimate wingman, right? Handsome, you know, ripped. And it's like, guys, so do you, did you ever go out? So this is a serious question. Did you ever go out already in kind of a fired up mood knowing by the end of the night you were going to get into a fight or, or did you always just kind of go out in a happy mood? Cause you seem like a happy guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like I've been around you plenty where, you know, you're just always smiling, you know, it's good time gormly. So what? What is it? What can somebody say to you to get you to snap and to to punch him in the face? Um, well, going back, I remember a few guys used to stare me down in the oh. ring, and I would always smile back, and yeah. they'd be like, "What the hell is wrong with this kid?" You right, know? right. But uh, going out, yeah. Sometimes I remember Mike Flaherty and I was sitting down my my parents' basement bar one time, and made a list of the people that that we were going to go after that night and and fight and. We made a pretty good ways down that list that night. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Are these are these Arlington kids or is this like guys that you would come across? Yeah, they were Arlington kids. Really? Yeah. 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 All right, we don't need to get into no. names. I mean, they probably took a beating and they don't want to <laughs> we don't want to bring up drudge up the past cuz they're uh Yeah, it's all Bygones be bygones. Yeah, by, yeah. It's, we're all listen, different people. I now. was gonna say, I'm a, I'm a happy loving guy. Yeah, you're yeah. a happy loving. You got uh, 32 kids. Is that what you were telling? <laughs> oh no, four yeah. children, and they range from what? They range from I got the old, I, I get the oldest is 23. Yes, it goes down to nine, seven, and two. Nine, so 23, nine, seven, and two. It sounds like the so, winning Powerball numbers. <laughs> <they're going. laughs> Yeah, so I think I probably have probably one of the oldest kids in the in out of our yeah, class, yeah, yeah. and one of the youngest and, kids in our class. And the twenty three year old is Molly. She's in grad school. She lives in uh, Quincy. Awesome. Yep. And where is she in grad school? She's in Northeastern. Okay, yep. good for the good for you and her. You know yes. that's yep. awesome. Um, so you weren't getting paid to fight, so it was all out of pocket, except for this uh, fancy swag that you got, oh, which everybody right. loves. All, all worth it. Yeah. What? Uh, so, what are you? You? You're a firefighter, right? Are yes. you in Arlington? So I was in. Uh, I started in uh, 2008. I was in Arlington for seven years, and okay. I just transferred over to Massport, which is at Logan Airport. Yep. Uh, a year ago. Okay. Uh, no, no. I just got promoted a year ago. I, I started at Massport in 2015. Okay. So eight years there, almost, you know, six years in Massport now. And did you say you're a lieutenant? Yeah, I got promoted last year. Yeah. Fantastic. Congratulations. Thank you, and Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what do you guys underneath you think of you? I mean, what are you like? What kind of a lieutenant? How do you, uh, how do you rule the house? They call me grandpa. Okay. But, um, but they all, um, they all take a peek in the door when I'm working out in the gym and Hitting the bag, they wanted to see where that noise is coming from. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so they they don't uh, they don't mess around with the lieutenant at all because they know you know there might be a there might be a price to pay. All good guys, they all joke around. It's it's good. But so are you are you a firefighter for Massport or how does that work? Like, a, what, so I started out as a firefighter. I was a firefighter for Massport for five years. Okay. And, uh, they took the lieutenant's exam and got promoted last year. 
Okay, and then so you're yeah, just so, you're overseeing a, a crew of guys that, um, they're primarily just at the airport, or are they all over? We're at the airport. There's there's uh, three divisions at the airport. There's the headquarters where I'm at, yep. and then there's a satellite station which is the other side of the airport, yep. and then there's actually a marine unit there. They have uh, like an 85 foot vessel, a 32 foot moose boat. It's a it's it's a good setup. That's pretty good. Yeah. I like it's, it. It's kind of like going from being, you know, it's like going from being a local cop to a state cop. It's just a state plan. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just better for, better for the family. Yeah, better benefits, yeah. right. It's a little bit better package uh, retirement-wise. And I enjoyed working in Arlington. It was awesome. Yep. The guys were great. Um, you know, it's tough, though. When we first uh, got on, like I gave, you know, it's, when you know so many people around town, gave CPR to many of, like, our friends, parents, things like that. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I yeah. swear to God, that was going to be my question. Yeah. I Because I heard from, I think it was Christine Peroyan, yeah, who said her daughter was choking or something yeah. to that effect, turning purple, and yeah. she's like, this knight in shining armor comes busting through my door, and it's Brendan Gormley. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, somewhat, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't recognize Christine until I remember I was leaving, and I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> I go at the door. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! Um, any other hairy, like close predicaments while you were working on the force? A you couple, know. couple gross things. I'm like, uh, went and saw a guy. He was, he was, he had been dead for a couple of days. And the dog had chewed his face off. Ugh. That that didn't smell too well. I'm glad I asked. And then, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, and okay. Then, and then there was another one um, where. It was an older lady and her son, and her son had been on the couch for three days, and he had been dead, and she has she hadn't realized it, and she was trying to have like a conversation with him. Oh boy! So that's was, uh, oh. myself and Dave Jarrett on that on that call. It wasn't no, that wasn't too pretty. Or yeah, he was you know ballooned up, face purple, all blood had had rushed to his uh, to his feet because he had been there for so long. Oh my god. Poor lady. Yeah, yes, that's yeah. a little gruesome. Let's change yeah, let's change <laughs> gears. Um, there's probably nobody that I've had on as a guest that's been more anticipated than Brendan Gormley because some of the stories and the legends, uh, one in particular, can you take us back to uh to like prom night and a Winnebago and uh, and just like ending up on Seamus McMakin's parents' lawn down the Cape and uh, what that trip was like? It was the, uh, the famous Kelly Campa. Uh, we, we, went, we had the great idea of getting a Winnebago for the prom. Yep. No limos. Uh, the only problem was we needed someone to sign for us because we needed someone to be tw uh, 25 years old or 21, I think it was, to rent it. Sure. And um, that happened to be my brother-in-law. Who drove us to the prom that night? We came back, brought the Kelly Campa back to my parents' house, the Gormley Pub. Continued to party there all night, and then my brother-in-law told me, "I'm my, I'm, my deal is done. I'm yeah, not driving I, you down the Cape. You guys are going down the Cape for the weekend." So, I was 17 years old. I took the helm of the uh, the oh. Kelly Campa. Nice keg of beer in the tub in the back. About twenty kids in there, oh and I uh, drove down to uh, to Bourne, down to Seamus's place. 
parked it on his parents' front lawn for the weekend and uh, had a blast. I think some guys told me that they might have some photos from <laughs> from that weekend. Um, I have a couple of blurry ones. They're like Polaroid photos. Yeah, I was going to say. They're pretty bad. Yeah, there's a question that I sometimes ask. I'm like, hey, if... Um, you know, if social media existed today, is there anything, you know, so you probably are glad that uh, the cell phone wasn't around until, you know, mid-90s or something like that because there might have been a couple of questionable things caught on camera that you probably are glad are going to remain, you know, just in people's memories. Yeah, there's a couple of nights in Faneuil Hall that we probably don't want to, you know, when uh, the bars are closed and nobody's taking home a girl. It was usually a, an ugly scene. Yeah, you, when you couldn't get a sausage from the vendor <laughs> outside the Black Rose people, or something. People, yeah, people yeah. just got angry. Yeah, listen, people I know angry. I was there. I, just, I, was, I wasn't the guy throwing fisticuffs. But I was the guy going, look at this dude. They're going to stop fighting. Oh, my God. Um, so what else are you up to? Like, what, what are you doing for fun? Like, what's it like with a couple of young kids? It's uh, great with young kids, uh, but the only thing about young kids these days is they can't entertain themselves yeah uh they either on a screen they don't know what a pickup game is everything has to be structured every every team they're on yeah everything needs to be no, organized I, time schedule everything I they agree. don't just go up to the farm like we did play some baseball play some basketball play tennis tennis play, play anything, anything up yep. there i mean rollerblading and with anyone like, yes. that's yeah. the thing I tell people. That? I say, I didn't have, like, three kids I grew up with. I'm like, I had, like, 30 kids. Like, yep. you just go to the farm, and it was kids a grade above us and below us. Like, I, you know, I, I joked with Greg Landry, but it wasn't just Greg Landry. It was, you know, Mark Culhane and Mark Lombard and Charlie yep. Beaton and those guys. And, then, you know, my brother Joe was three years older than us, and I used to love playing against Jimmy yep. Ragazio and Bruce Goodyear. And, yep. you know, it was... Uh, and, and then on Coolidge Road, and then a couple streets over, like I said, Jeff Sullivan and Mark Preston and Matt Wu and, and Sam McCluskey and, you know, Al Del Benny and just, I don't know. My my son's got a couple of friends. You know, buddy, you're going to go do something with these guys? And it's like, yeah, we're getting, we're getting ready to go play, uh, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. So they're on headset like we, you and I are right now, but they're, they're talking into a little microphone yes. playing a fucking video game. They're not actually hanging out. So, And I think that's a shelter these kids, too. Like, like they're afraid to play with older kids now. We'd go up the farm, and whoever was there would play with. Yeah. These kids only play with kids their own age. They don't step up or out. Which, I agree. Which makes them better athletes and better people. I agree. It's so organized now, sports, that it's like you're playing 9U. You're playing 10U. I'm like, well, what? The, you know, when I was 9, I was playing against 12-year-olds. Yeah. When I was, you know, in junior high, I was like, oh, I want to go find out what the high school yeah. kids are doing because eventually you're going to – Play there anyway, right? So it's like you always want. Yeah. I always wanted to play with the older kids. I agree with you. Like I just think it makes you a little bit tougher. It yeah. gives you a little bit, um, gives you a better understanding of like what it takes to actually make a team. And you know there aren't any cuts anymore. I say they yeah. just add, they just add another team. They don't yeah. they don't say you're yeah. not on you're not good enough to be on this one. They say hey, we'll get you and nine of your buddies, and we'll make another team. And it's I I think it's kind of watered down sports. You yes, know what I mean? Like, I agree. Yeah. Um, Buddy, one of my favorite memories of you was... I was going to say, yeah, you told was, me you uh, had one. 11 years old, I saw you hit, hit your 
First home run. You play for Myrak. That a boy. Over the right field fence. That's it. I said, there's a player right there, Buck pal. Buck Field. Actually, Thank you for that memory. No, uh, not down Buck. Buck is the rank. Was it that Linwood? Was Scandal. Yeah, yeah, Linwood. Was yeah. it Linwood yeah. Scandal? Oh, yeah, buddy. I saw you round first base. You looked at your, at your bench. You couldn't believe what just happened. That's funny. Yeah. I tell everyone I, I hit my first one at 11. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but my family, I always joke. So it's funny that you talk about sports and, and family and all that jazz because my mom and dad worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they never win any of my games. And I said, uh, I feel like I'm a jerk parent yeah. if I miss a practice. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, sorry, buddy. I'm running five minutes yeah. late. And it's, it's, it's nuts. It's just a different, like I said, it's a, it's a different culture altogether. So, Pal, my parents are from Ireland. They, yep. they came over here, no clue of anything. All my father knew was work, work, work. Uh, hence, probably the reason why we were down drinking in their basement at 16 years old, and they thought that was normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? but, but that's all right. You know no, that's know? okay. That's fine. Introduce it. But they said, as long as you guys stay here, it's fine. But we usually never ended up staying there. Yeah, yeah. You still sneak but out. But all you know, every Saturday, I'd work with my father and all that. But he never signed me up for for any sports or anything like that. He's they just. Didn't have a clue. Right. It was all on us. And what did your dad do? What was he? Was he My father in, uh... was a plasterer. Okay. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. And he worked all the time. Worked all the time. He yeah. worked till he was, uh, he's 84 now. He worked till 78 years old oh on God. stilts. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing well. He's uh, still around today. He's got his vaccine. He feels okay. I might take him out for a pint on Pakistan. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. Honestly, I've said in a couple episodes, like I miss, you know, my dad yeah. died when I was 20 and I just, I can't. I still, to this day, can't wrap my head around it. You know what I mean? I'm like 20. You know, I was 20. You look at us almost being 50. Yep. I remember vividly when I turned like 41. I'm like, great. I've had more time without yep. my dad than I've had with him. And, you know, um, it, recently I reached out to some of the members from our class just to try to talk, not to get off topic, but about some of the people. But we're going to go all over the place. Yeah, exactly. But about <laughs> some of the people from our class who are no longer with us. I mean, that's in and of itself. You know, there's like 10, 10 former class members that we graduated with who, who have passed away. You know what I mean? And uh, it just kind of puts things in perspective about, you know, living every day yeah. and, and not getting caught up in, in uh, you know, trying to, put people down but raise people up a little bit you know it's it's a it's a crazy world we live in so i think uh the more we can do to sort of help each other the better off you know the lucky we got to be alive uh, especially with the way we we lived growing you know yeah no nobody watches us like the way these kids are watched these days we, we were thrown out the door and see you later come home see, whenever see, right yeah. i said that and uh so how do you handle that as a parent now like do you you know what i mean do your kids know that you boxed and i mean i know you have a 23 year old what about the the nine and seven uh i showed him a video oh. he's uh, i i sometimes show him uh take it do a little mitt work with him but he hasn't really done much yet yep uh i i don't want him to box yeah, but yeah, yeah. i want i like i would like him to do that it helps in every hand-eye coordination yeah. and all that. It's quickness. It, it, it definitely helps in any sport you do, whether it be basketball, hockey, or sure. whatever. You know, so. it, it, it would be no different than getting somebody involved in, like, swimming or something, just to say, like, look, it's just a great exercise yeah. for your body. It, yeah. You know, there's no abuse on the joints, and you're getting fit. And, you know, you're uh, 
your lungs are getting fit too. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, I, like I said, you did a lot of running. You had a funny story. I don't know. Didn't you go like on a golf? Did you, have you ever gone on the golf trips with the fellas like down to Hilton Head or whatever? What? Yeah, so those guys would go down to Hilton Head for 15 years, and every time they, they asked me to go down. Oh, they you know, asked you, because they, they, never, they, never, they asked never asked me. Yeah, you. yeah, they lost. I asked uh, Vinny. I said, you lose my number, but so. I have a funny feeling you're going to be in down uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make the cut now. <laughs> I got street cred. So uh, they talked me into going down. Okay. Uh, they said, listen, you should do 36 holes a day. And they're like, this time we, we only do 18 holes a day. We get Chalmers going there. So my main interest is I want to go down there and watch Chalmers cook because I like to cook at the firehouse. Okay. So I thought I might go there and pick up a few pointers. Pick up a few pointers. You do like a five alarm chili, like something like that. I That's do all. it all, but I do you it do all. it all. Yeah. All right. You do like stews and stuff like that. Like, do you? I'm saying, like, do you do like an Irish stew? Or my like mother a, cooks so much beef stew in, in, in her day. I think I, I, I can't eat another yeah, beef yeah, yeah. stew. All right, all right. I so are you boiling water in the I'm, house? I, I I do more Italian meals. Yeah, all right, all right. So all right. But I didn't mean to cut you off. I got to yeah, hear about no, the story. All so. good. But uh, the only problem with the the setup of the house was the kitchen was upstairs. Okay. And uh, the both the bar and the pool were downstairs. So after I watched Chalmers cook that first meal, and Chalmers goes there, ships his own knives down, oh everything, my God. and. Washes his own dishes. I'm like, buddy, why don't you make these guys like wash the dishes or anything? He wants to do everything. It's so insane. So is it, yeah, it is, is it, that Vinny brings his like little mixer thing from Dunkin' Donuts. Yep. So he's mixing cocktails down there. <laughs> Chalmers is cooking and uh, just hanging by the pool, getting served. That's it's unbelievable. Sound, yeah, that sounds like a good time actually. So golf when, or no golf? Yeah, so the no golf part, I like to get a little bit of exercise during the day. Of course so, you do. Uh, Mike Flaherty's set up the whole thing up he he bought like rented like 12 bikes for the week so i was like oh, i'll go for a little bike ride today um and mike tulamary who was down there decided to join me okay but every mile we went mike i uh, wanted to sit sit down at a bench maybe smoke a butt oh my god go, go to go a little further so i didn't get quite the exercise i was looking for we ended up at a bar, which was about seven miles away, and uh, we enjoyed a little afternoon session. Yep. Mike was very into uh, BC Girls Lacrosse at the time. Nice. Good job, and, Tools. Um, thought we'd just have a couple cocktails and then head back to the house, but uh, Mike tapped out at the bar and um, had the, called the boys on the way back from the golf course and had them pick us up. Oh, my God. Home. How long ago was this? Was two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. They were calling us the odd couple. Big and small. <laughs> so my brother Joe, before he lost all that weight, he used to call us Laurel and Hardy or something or the same type of thing. But now I can't. My brother Joe's lost like over 100 pounds. So I can semi-relate. So basically, if I train and I get in good shape, I, like I'd be a much better wingman than Tools is what you're telling me. Absolutely. I, I would not I, tap out after I a mile. I think you'd be on the golf course. Yeah, well, I, think, I think you'd dust me for the golf course. I, I don't know. I, I Randy Farina, he was now the wingman for me. He was he was a bike guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Lou does a lot of uh, – he's been playing a lot of hoops. He, that's yep. another guy who's yep. gone through a little bit of a transformation <laughs> and, and looks, uh, looks spectacular. Yep, yep. That's good stuff. So what else? Anything? Anything crazy? If I asked you, like, uh, you know, any hobbies or anything that you know, you've been to Ireland a couple times. I yeah, I've been to Ireland many times. 
Because I've never my, been, and honestly, I want to go. And my uh, mother has a house there. I inherited a house there a few years ago. She's got a beautiful house right on the lake. Where in Ireland? Yeah. Uh, it's in Leitrim. Leitrim, okay. Leitrim, my, um, my mother's house in Leitrim. My, my father's from Longford, which is two abutting uh, counties. Yep. So she's got a beautiful place. We go try. I try to go there every... It used to be every summer, then it's every other summer. Now it's about every third or fourth summer. Yeah, but still, that's great that you have a place to go to. Are you kidding me? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I've always wanted to go. No yeah, lie. Like, yeah. you know, you've heard my accents, and I do the freaking Austin <laughs> They get a little Scottish. Yeah, yeah, I know. A little Scottish, a little Irish, a little, uh, you know. But uh, I've always wanted to go yeah. just for the countryside, the people. And, you know, my mom actually went before she passed away and uh, with, like, a women's group from, from St. Eulalia's Church or yeah. something. And she's like, it's great. You know, it's what you do is you just go get a pint. You know what I mean? Like the people are so friendly. She was putting like, ah, man, she was putting like blackberry brandy in her Guinness or something. Like my mother came home like loving Guinness. And she's like, oh, you know, if you add like this to it, it even got like even a different flavor. But she came home like all happy and giddy, like pounding pints of Guinness, which, uh, I, you know, I talked to Chevy not that long ago, and he he said the same thing, like just the lifestyle and just it's what you do. You know, the culture is you, you, you're hanging around. You, you go to you go to the pub and talk. That's a, My parents growing up never had a bathroom, never had a phone. They didn't get a phone over there until I was 13 years old. They'd go to the pub for, uh, for information. You know, go yeah, it's chat. crazy. Yeah. I know, I, but I don't know. There's a part of me that – loves that it was just like it's just a simpler life and it's just more human if you will you know what i mean it's like contact it's it's uh you know what's going on well go talk to this guy over there he'll tell you what the fuck is going on <laughs> timmy driscoll will tell you a great story he showed up there and bumped into a guy in the road and the guy showed him where he grew up uh he knew his grandfather took him to the house come on oh uh, yeah just talking to him in a pub or on the road, and uh, the guy took him back to the house. That's crazy. Th- cr- the guy thought he was playing with him. That's crazy. Yeah. So do you have any ins to, like, the Irish network? I mean, obviously, like, Massachusetts, and then there's a big contingent down in uh, in Newport. Like, you know what I mean? There's guys. Do you know Do you know about, like, do you know a lot of Irish guys like in, in Irish New people. England, like in, know, in like, Rhode Island, in Massachusetts? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, like, you know, John Cronin, he, he, owned, he owned the Beer Garden. Yeah. And um, he's, he's opening that new place right where Whiskey Priest was and all that. Like, good friends with him. Um, I mean, obviously, growing up, I was plastering with my father. Yeah. Like, back then, all plasterers were just Irish guys. Yeah. Uh, so every job site you'd go on, it'd be a, a bunch of Irish guys, and now it's all Brazilians and Guatemalans. Well, well I was going to say, like the yeah. French, yeah, the French or the French Canadians were known for their shtick. Yeah. Like they did some, I think, plastering as well. The Vietnamese have always been like big in the flooring world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're saying like you get the Guatemalans and the Brazilians, but like yeah. depending on what trade, you know, and yeah. then. I guess the Italians were doing the uh, the granite countertops and the tiling and all that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I don't want to say, but it's like the work a lot of other people didn't want to do. You know what I mean? The 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 real, like, laborious, yeah. get your hands dirty type of stuff. So my father grew up with a family of 14. My, my mother grew up with a family of eight. So I have 80 first cousins alone on my father's side and another 40 first cousins on my mother's side. 
Really? So when I go over there, you just you meet a new cousin every day. That's sick. Yeah, it's it's, it's insane. So um, it came up in my conversation with Angelique Georgiopoulos. Have you ever done like Ancestry.com? Just no. to no, no, just because you, you know, because I know everyone. Everyone growing up was a farmer. <laughs> They're all farmers. I did it in eighth grade. I think it was the only thing, uh, Mister Hagler. Right? Was it Mister Hager? Hager, okay. marvelous Marvin Hager. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Died. I know, I know. God rest his soul. So I got first thing I got an A plus on because also I just said you just put I just put names down. I said farmer, farmer, farmer. My father knew everyone's name, put the names down. They're all farmers. So oh my god, <laughs> that's hilarious though. I I had no idea. Again, you had eighty for you have eighty yeah, first cousins. eighty first cousins. Yeah, holy cow. I, like I said, I'm finding out yeah. new things about you every day. Um, you are a part owner of a restaurant in Arlington? I, I, maybe a small, 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 small minority. Small, but, small minority, But you yes. own a little sliver of the Monotomy Grill, is that correct? Yes, yep. Yeah. Which, uh, which, is, which is doing good, you know, p- survived the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, had a great week last week. Yep. Uh, so I think it's going to probably take off from here. I think people are a little sick and tired of being cooped up yeah, in the yeah, house yeah, yeah. and you can see that at the airport. I see a lot of more people. That those Florida flight flights are pretty booked. They're cheap. Yeah, yeah. Trying to convince my wife to go down there, but she's uh, she's not buying into it. With it's just a pain, especially with Arlington now. The the kids have to quarantine for ten days. I know. They come back. Going. Yeah, yeah. So even, where are you? even if you produce a COVID test. Yep. So. Oh yeah, buddy. The kids are going to a bracket school. I'm still living oh, on. Oh, I love it. That's what I want to ask you. You're on. Is it are you on the end of Churchill? Like, where are you? What? No, I, that's my two family. I have a two family on the corner of Wildwood and Churchill. Yeah, I bought that in 2000. And in 2010, uh, year I got married. Then get married till I was about 40. Yep, that's all right. And uh, I bought a house two doors down from my parents. Okay, which uh, still there now. So. My kids are going to bracket. Love I'll be, it. I figured I'll be going to walk into bracket for about uh, I don't know twenty years of my life between them and that's them and us. Hey, it's a great school, yeah. and a lot of people, yeah. you know, they they every time I put a, an episode out there, like, oh yeah, get another, you know, get a Pierce kid on here, get another Stratton kid, and then it's the Hardy boys yeah. down in Easty. How'd you end up with all those guys? Like, not you know, was I not cool enough or something? And you know, was I was it? Did you just drop the bracket guys and say these guys like you and Flash seem to be like thick as thieves with your flat top haircuts and yeah yeah uh, you know Oki and Tools and all those guys they're great guys uh, those don't guys get, must have just been cooler than you I yeah I, I guess so yeah. I guess so they are a good group of guys a good group we are we have a good group of guys and we, uh, we do and I think people from all over the country really appreciate that I think. We used to go down and visit Stack down in Virginia Beach when he was in the army, and yep. people thought it was amazing that, uh, that five of us, six of us, would go down there and visit him. Traveling uh, packs, uh, buddy. This kid's down stationed down Virginia Beach. Why would we not come down? Right. Why wouldn't I want to get out of Arlington or get out of the cold or get you know or just Absolutely. travel? Yeah. yeah. Like when my brother Joe lived in uh, Alexandria, Virginia. Again, this is going back, but this is like early '90s. You could uh, you could get a ticket Southwest like thirty nine yeah. bucks and fly yeah. to Baltimore. So we'd yeah. go watch like when Camden Yards opened up, we'd go watch Red Sox, yeah. Orioles down there. We'd go to uh, Old Town, Alexandria, and hit some bars down there. You know what I mean? It was like, uh, why wouldn't you get away? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and go go explore a little bit and, and get out of uh, you know get out of the norm. 
that you were doing up here. I, I got married late, too. I did, yeah. 34, you yeah. know? So I basically spent a lot of time kind of doing my thing and then uh, and then finally settled down a little bit. I think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. It works for me. It's great. Love my wife. Love my family. It's it's all good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Well, good on Stay that supportive. note. Yeah. Listen, what were you going to say? I was getting to get back to the uh, Virginia Beach stack thing. I got a, a good story for you. From yeah, yeah, yeah. I love stack. <laughs> Who so, doesn't love Stack? <laughs> so my second year going down there, I went down there with Richie Amaral. And uh, we went out, we, we flew into the airport, went straight, grabbed a cab, went straight out. And uh, we we're going home that night. Uh, the bars had closed. And Stack, no, I looked around, nobody was with me. Richie wasn't with me. Stack wasn't with me. Stack's roommate, uh, Machine Head, who was the quarterback for West Point, uh, when the, where they went to college. Yep. Wasn't there either. So, um, it's a great nickname, by the way. Machine yeah, Machine Head. head that, that's when you know the kid's really dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> and dumb and going to like, dumb and going to West Point. Yeah. Uh, I think the college uh, football might have had something to do with it. But I took the cat. I didn't know Stack had moved during the first year oh and the second God. year. You went to the old house? So I went to, I didn't know, I knew he had moved, but I thought I knew where Machine Head lived. Oh, my God. So I had the cab take me to Machine Head's house, and I had to climb a pole, which is about 30 feet in the air, to his back balcony. Got on the back balcony, started slamming on the French doors, saying, Machine Head, Machine Head, open up. So... Somebody opened the door. It was a machine head. It was a guy with a double barrel shotgun. Oh he my had it to my, to my chest. I'm like, buddy, uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm looking at a machine head. He goes, I don't know no machine head. Oh I'm my like, God. I'm like, all right, pal. Uh, well, you know, I looked down over the, uh, looked down yeah, over like, the thing. I'm like, well, it's about a 30 foot drop. Uh, can, can I walk through your apartment? And he just kept on jamming the gun into my chest. And I thought it was fake. So. I just pushed him in the chest, and I turned around, and I jumped off the balcony, and I started running through the parking lot. Did he shoot? And the guy took two shots at no, me. No, he didn't. Yep. And uh, I was just walking up the street, and uh, all of a sudden, guy starts following me with like a pit bull. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's going to let this pit bull go on me. All of a sudden, cops showed up. Never so happy to see the cops in my life. And uh, I told them the story. And I said, oh, the guy had a BB gun and, um, you know, and, and jammed it in my chest. And they went to the guy's house and they're like, sir, that, that wasn't a BB gun. That was a 22. You know, they're like, do you, do you want to press charges? I said, dude, I just want to go home. I right. just want to go to bed. Holy cow. <laughs> That's a crazy story. Yeah. So, oh, my God, what did you tell Stack and Richie when you saw him? Were you like, hey, uh, Machine Head, uh, next time drop a, you know, drop a, drop a, a hint and let me yeah. know when you're moving. Give me, a, yeah, give me an address or uh, that's what yeah. probably with cell phones would have been. Exactly. Kind of. That's when a little GPS, <laughs> a little locator, a little text, a little something, something. Yeah, would have helped out. Yeah, it's not all bad. Technology's <laughs> not all bad when it comes to that stuff. Um, listen, I really appreciate you coming in, awesome, especially buddy. on St. Patty's Day. Um, Took the day off here, buddy. I love it. I'll, I'll do some other things today, too. Yeah, good. Yeah. You should. Find some way to occupy my you day. You absolutely positively yeah. have to. Uh, it's a it's a must. Uh, people are going to enjoy hearing your voice. You definitely came yeah. through 
much more clearly than I think anybody Good. is going to give you credit for. How to put some effort into my speaking. You know? <laughs> CTE hasn't kicked in fully yet. Did you have any? Hey, did you have any nicknames as a fighter? Did you? No, did, they'd call me Go Go or whatever. I had no nicknames. No, no. gorgeous Gormley or anything <laughs> like that like or nothing. That. No. no, still gorgeous. No, no. But listen, I, you missed. You mentioned uh, Guinness earlier. I, I was going to bring you Guinness, but I wasn't sure. You'd be talking about the Sam Seventy Six a lot. Yes. Which I don't know if you know has changed its name to Wicked Haze now. Wicked Hazy. Wait, do you know that? I did. All right. I did. Sam uh, Sam and I have been talking a little bit. I told him they should be sponsoring the podcast <laughs> yeah. with all the shout-outs yeah. I give them. Yeah. So uh, did you bring me a I gift? Br- I brought you a little something over oh, there, buddy. I love yeah. it, Penny. Yeah. Yeah. Who's better than you? I uh, I had a chat with old friend, too. I'll, I'll tell you this. Mark Season, who... Bracket schoolboy? Bracket schoolboy. And he said, you know, Tim, like... He's like, Mark Preston was a decent athlete. And he's like, you were a decent athlete. And I was a decent athlete. He's like, but Gormley just ran over all of us. And he and he said, like, we tried to beat him all the time. But, like, he was just too tough. And I said, I know. I said, uh, you know, we gave him everything we had. But at the end of the day, buddy, it just wasn't enough to take him down. So, But still didn't play a sport in high school because I, I know, was such a is, punk. I you know, know, but that's kind of crazy. I, I look, like I said, I'm not. I know we're jumping all over the yeah. place, but like I, when I look, you are like all over the yearbook. Like I said, Diane LaChase, took all these photos from the 20th reunion, and it, I said, it's the Brendan yeah. Gormley album. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, he's in every picture with all different groups of people, which is great. Like, just getting along with everybody. Um, which I was saying earlier that I think uh, our next reunion is going to be the best, buddy, because uh, of what you've done here. Usually... You go to the corner, you just talk to your group of guys and girls that you normally talk to. But yeah. now that we know everyone's story, I think everyone's going to be really reaching out to each other on the next reunion. It's probably going to be the best one. I hope so. Yeah. That's what I'm banking on. Yeah. I, uh, uh, you know, somebody might ask you to, somebody might ask you to do a job for him, like a hit or something. They might <laughs> say, "Hey, I want you to go mush this guy's face." So. As long as it's not a plaster job, uh, I don't mind. I love it. I love to see those. Uh, Plastering trucks go by now with four or five guys in it. And I say, I say to myself, I don't miss it. Thank God I'm not in that truck anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. I'm glad you're doing so well. I really am. Like uh, yeah. you know, I, uh, I, I knew, like I said, bits and pieces, and but not to the extent, you know what I mean, that you fought as as long as you did and as well as you have. And I think it's great you're a lieutenant, and uh, it's uh, it. You know, your your kids are lucky to have you. I'm happy you're happy. As a married man right now, so, and you're living in a town still, buddy. So it's it can't be all that bad. A town, same street. We got a little Gormley compound going there. I got my house here. I got two houses down. I got my father. I got my sister Tara around the corner, and then my sister Monica's up by Water Tower. Yep. Um, my sister Deirdre made it one exit into New Hampshire, but she still works in Arlington, so we still see each other a lot. My uh, sister Tara has uh, a nephew who just won the Super 8 uh, tournament. Awesome. In 2017. That Sweet. was good. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. The boys got shut down last year. That was a tough, tough pot. This this time last year, I, I was watching one it. day to go. I know. Supposed to play in the garden. I know. Didn't get a chance to do it. And then I watched, I think, I don't know if it was Carl or somebody sent me a link. I know I was watching like Arlington High Hockey on my phone, and it might have been right at the. Yeah. It was this time last year. I mean, I know yeah. they got shut down, but yeah. I think I watched like a two to one game against uh, like Chelmsford or something. Yeah. But right before, 
It might have been their yeah. last game right yeah. before they pulled the plug on the rest of the season. But I, I watched uh, I, I watched them on my phone. You know what I mean? Yep. They had cameras in the yeah, rink. Exactly. And you could just pick up the feed. And I was like, this is great. Like, again, not all technology is bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, when, you exactly. can, when you can watch as a voyeur from afar. Especially and, when I'm at home at work. Now, if I'm, if I'm stuck at work, I can watch my my son's game at Live Bond or whatever. Yep. But those Arlington teams, you'll see, uh, you might see one or two guys and if a couple of names you might remember. You know, the Canales are out there. They're yeah. good. You know, but uh, there's there's few and far between left in Arlington. I, I might have uh, two or three guys, two or three guys that you uh, that grew up there that you hung out with that are still there now. Right, right. Second, second, third generation. Like I, I yeah. know, like the Duffies are in Belmont. You know yeah. what I mean. So I see they left uh, us. Yeah, Dave and Judy's girls playing and doing well. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's coming in the down the pipeline, but uh, I'll be keeping my eyes open. I'll be looking for some Gormleys in like seven or eight we'll years. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be 65 years old when my youngest daughter graduates high school. So I'll be the Creepy old guy oh going to the God. graduation. That's so. awesome. That's good. That's, <laughs> That's good. why I got to keep uh, jogging down Mass Ave. Yeah, you got to take care of that cholesterol, <laughs> buddy. Go, go get on some medication. Yeah. Keep jogging with the shirt off. I, uh, you know, I'm sure people will do a double take and be like, "There's no way that guy's almost 50." Good stuff, Brennan. Nope, 50 years old now. Are you? Oh yeah. yeah. Me and Flash are the old, the old guys in the class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whilst that turn, it's that's, so. that's funny. Are you? Uh, have you had a colonoscopy yet? No, uh, but they my it got delayed my doctor's appointment. On the second one, I'm gonna get checked up. I'm, I'm going for it. All I know right. that's one of your big questions. I'm going. for It, it. is a big question yeah. for the because we're almost fifty. I've had yeah. a couple just because of family history. Yeah. What about if I asked you uh, if I said like Brendan, like I don't know, a punch to the face, like Hey, Brendan, in life, there's nothing better than a really good blank. I would say blowjob. <laughs> hilarious uh you would say that oh, i thought you were gonna say a pint of guinness or something but uh well nothing like a pint of guinness on patty's day but you know uh, on every day yeah that's funny <laughs> that is funny i i tip my cap to you buddy for uh for a great answer i'll see if that resonates with anybody else out there uh on that note i think we should hang them up okay buddy let's hang up the gloves it's time great to see you I thank you, to see you for, buddy. for thank coming you. in. All right. You're an awesome job. Take Thanks. care, Brendan.